0: Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced, so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Kerry.
1: Welcome to episode 46 in the BBG studio. Thanks for being here with me. And let me give you a heads up about today's podcast as it's a little bit different. Normally, this is Kim and I chatting together and it will be. However, I'm giving you today some highlights from previous episodes instead. Today, you will hear from episode 28 Recharging Your Batteries, Episode 12 About Collaboration, 27 On The Emotional roller coaster, and 34 Who's Your Entrepreneurial Supporter. As Kim would say, what happened was, we have had a busy couple of weeks in our businesses and recording this week's episode didn't fit into our schedules. But let me tell you, it was not from lack of trying. So today's compilation comes from our hearts to yours as we've been through all four of these experiences recently and we know we all go through seasons in our lives as entrepreneurs and we wanted to share this with you. We hope you enjoy these highlights and of course, you can go back and listen to all four of these episodes in full wherever you're tuning in. We are here to support you and as Princess Kim would say, Love y'all. As entrepreneurs, shouldn't we be more like the Energizer Bunny where we just keep going and going and going? You know, even the Energizer Bunny needs a nap
0: once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, Carrie, I feel like because we are so determined to be living proof and to always practice what we preach, I just think I'm a little bit tired, Carrie. I just think that when you have spent this much energy and this many thoughts, there's just a time where you need to step back and say, okay, either nap if it's a day or take a break over a period of time if it's a longer period or I just think there's no way to recharge our batteries while we're running like the Energizer bunny.
1: Actually, this reminds me of burning the candle at both ends we do just reach a point of i guess to avoid burnout, where we need to maybe sit back and be a little bit more aware of ourselves because sometimes when we're running at that fast pace we can just get extra sleep for a few nights we could change what we're eating a little bit as well as the sleep we might add in some extra exercise but I think it's the mental fatigue that comes with it, Kim. I think,
0: Carrie, you and I both have a definitely burning the candle at both ends is that during different seasons, that is what we do. But I think sometimes we break that sucker in half and we burn it at all four in. <laughs> and if we don't replenish that, and, and I do try really hard to set things up where we have a big push of something and then we have in what I will call a maintenance season where we're just practicing making sure all the bits are working right and all the things and then we'll do another growth spurt if that's what we're doing
1: or we'll add something. So Kim, what's your number one go-to when you need to recharge the batteries?
0: So I think for me, I need a disruptor of I definitely, because we have a lot of fun, you and I, we have a lot of fun along the way, but I think I need that time away to literally take a nap if I want to eat very well. We eat well already, but just really focus in on that walk. It doesn't have to be heavy aerobic kind of exercise, but all of those little things put together where it's really concentrated on Not forcing myself to think about things or not forcing myself to do anything, not being obligated to people around me, but literally have a minute of, okay, this really is all about me for just this little, you know, this little span of time and getting myself back together because I do know myself well enough to know I will have a complete meltdown or I will have a complete burnout if I don't check myself along the way.
1: So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think?
0: Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact but you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it. We spent years trying to figure out how to do
0: both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team.
1: And I'm Kerry Zarb, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address themes like social media strategy and simple tech solutions.
0: If you would like to meet other
1: entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us. And the link is in the show notes. Just for the record, Carrie,
0: I think a lot of people think, and especially entrepreneurs think, the faster they run, the more they will get done. And that is not the truth. And they kind of judge themselves and others of if you're taking time for yourself, you must be selfish or you must be You know not doing enough for your business or whatever there's just a lot of silly thoughts and myths out there but if if we don't recharge our batteries Carrie, we can't show up for our clients we can't show up for like in our case we can't show up for the masterminders well we can't show up for all the people that are around us in our community if we're not taking care of ourselves collaboration oh my goodness Carrie you know my love language <laughs> <laughs> the ability to work together to do something to come to the same goal so you may get a different outcome each person may get a different outcome but the goal would be the same so when the goal is the same it's really easy to work together to accomplish it A collaboration is something very special, in my opinion, because when you can collaborate on something, especially at a high level, you get exponential results, not only for you and whoever you're collaborating with, but whoever the end goal benefits. Win-win-win is the, I guess, is the formula. Collaboration, when you're talking about money, it benefits everybody. So maybe you have a book and I have a book, and because we came together for a book signing, it benefits both of our audiences and they pay us directly for whatever that is. If you and I had a book together, that's a joint venture. So that would be we collect the money for the book and we split the money for the book. But a collaboration is normally everybody is individually collecting whatever it is, but they all come together for that one goal. This is my my princess opinion. Anytime you do a collaboration, it should benefit everyone. There should be no one who does not have some sort
1: of benefit from it. So Kim, if I was thinking about going into a collaboration, what are some of the things that I need to be mindful of for myself
0: so my opinion is again this is an opinion thing my opinion is everyone should be doing collaborations because they're so amazingly successful when you go in the right way when you connect with people who are generous this is one of the things i do think people have to understand collaboration if you get someone who i'm going to call elbows to the front it's all about me. I'm gonna just get my way, and I'm gonna elbow my way to the top and and you know, I'm gonna be a showboat. I'm not going to collaborate together. I'm going to showboat and it's all about me and all of that. that, that they have not matured enough, I'm gonna to say, to do a collaboration. Um, but collaboration, when you start out, one of my, I guess biggest things of advice is to start really small because anytime you jump ahead to something bigger, You don't give yourselves enough time to like kind of meld together, kind of gel and make sure you really do have the same goal.
1: And when you do a smaller one, you can test the waters, I'll call it. You've spoken about this many times before, Kim, is the open, honest communication that is required in these spaces. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? So I'm going to say that one of the the
0: secrets that's not secret to a successful collaboration is having a breakup plan. And a breakup plan is not so that you break up. It's a, a breakup plan is to save a relationship. If you cannot have a hard conversation with someone that you want to collaborate with, you shouldn't collaborate with them. Because the relationship will be destroyed. It's not something that everybody knows how to do, but it is something everybody can learn how to do.
1: Kim, have you got your seatbelt on? Always, (laughs) Carrie. I don't ride roller coasters. Not
0: fond of them, Carrie. I'd love to go fast in a car, but I'm not fond of roller
1: coasters. Kim, we are here to talk about the emotional roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, which probably kind of almost like, yep, I feel sick a lot as an entrepreneur. Like there are those <laughs> moments I'm not on a roller coaster, but mentally I'm on the journey of a roller coaster being an entrepreneur. And I'm going to say it, Kim, I know it sounds wrong, but there are peaks and troughs.
0: You make me giggle every time we have this conversation. I know you call it something different. We call it peaks and valleys, but either one, (laughs) we are addicted, I think, to the entrepreneur like roller coaster. We have to confess we may not ride the roller coasters at the amusement parks, but those roller coasters of entrepreneurship, we are addicted. We love business.
1: Buckle down and strap in and and get excited about the ride, even though it's tough. We do have and the same like the roller coaster. You're up the top and it feels amazing. You hit that peak, it's all euphoric, and then you come screaming down the other side and get to the the bottom of the roller coaster and it's maybe a little bit rocky and all the things are happening. Buckle up, buckle up. <laughs>
0: panic going up, excitement going up, and then panic coming down. Sometimes we're screaming with excitement and sometimes we're crying because we're scared. Sometimes we're in really honestly all the emotions. And I, I feel like that's part of the thing that for a long time wasn't an acceptable thing. It was you were weak if you shared any emotions. So you weren't really business leader or a business owner, or you weren't, and and you know I hate these terms, but some of the big titles out there, you weren't good enough to be any of those things if you were showing your emotion. I don't think we should wear them on our sleeve, but I do think we need to be here.
1: I would have to agree, Kim, and I am actually really happy with the fact that the world has evolved and shifted in this manner, and it's becoming more I'll loosely use the phrase socially acceptable, there was air quotes people, um, just to allow us to be human and allow us to have the emotions come in in a real sense of I think the world is helping us identify those feelings and we have more opportunity now to speak about that stuff out loud than what we did in the past. So therefore I feel like there's an element of healing just in that.
0: But you know, Carrie, here's the hope that we can have that it's been far worse where nobody shared their emotional side and they never talked about the behind the scenes. And the other extreme of that is everybody doing it is it, there's hope for that. I think it's going to take more people being living proof and being open to, you know what, I messed this up. And I'll tell you, I will tell you out loud, the reason I do things right now is because of all the times I did it wrong. Like, I feel like that that is something that everybody needs to hear. Well, that's a very emotional thing to even say out loud because I don't want to really go back to those places of where I had to go back and ask somebody to forgive me or where I had to go back and realize I was throwing a tantrum about something or I have to go back and realize I made a really, really bad decision when I was melty. So all of those things are all human. They're all emotions. And they're all tied to the the peaks and troughs, Carrie. (laughs) They're They're tied to the ups and downs we all go through as humans on the daily, on the
1: weekly, on the yearly. So, Kim, can you give those tuning in just a quick little summary of the melty emotions of the roller coaster we go through?
0: Thank you, Carrie, for slowing my roll. So melty is honestly the emotion that we have from being human when we've had something really good or really bad happen. It can come from the trauma, but it also can come from cele- you know celebration things. It can come from milestone things. It can come from energy exertion, as in like professional athletes experience melty. Professional speakers they experience melty. We can experience melty because the kids dropped the dozen eggs we were going to cook. Like, there's so many reasons that we can become melty, but melty is really just the human part of us. And we need to watch ourselves to not be sharp-tongued. We need to make sure we're not making bad decisions. Because sometimes when we feel melty, it's so uncomfortable, we want to go and find a way to take that melty feeling away. So we'll do retail therapy. A lot of people who don't have enough money will go out shopping. People who are doing whatever, like you can just fill in the blank of whatever it is. When you finish a project, when you have some good, bad, whatever happen, it's that emotional side on the other side where your emotions are escalated
1: and your bandwidth is lowered. And Kim, that steps into what I consider a, a recovery zone that we need rather than continuing the emotion or trying to avoid the emotion, is pop ourselves in a little bubble of recovery <laughs> as part of this emotional roller coaster to help us, protect us.
0: We tell everyone to guard their melty afterwards. Like that's something we sound like broken records over that. But the truth is, there's a melty that comes from putting yourself out there. There's a melty that comes from being vulnerable and allowing another human to see that vulnerability or to hear that story or to be part of our lives in a way, you know, business or personal. When we're talking about being melty, it's about being human. And just like you build muscles and the way you build muscle is to tear it down and then build it back up. It's the recovery part that we have control over. It's actually not the melty part. Like we don't have control that we're human or not human, but we can set ourselves up to recover quicker, recover in a better way, a safer way by like being aware of. It. So I do think it's about the recovery, Carrie.
1: One of my favorite ones, I'm just going to go there first, even though it's further down the list, is the soundboarding. Who do we have the opportunity to say things out loud to? Because I don't know about you, Kim, but when I think something, it is this wonderful, magical idea. And then when I hear myself say it out loud to someone else, sometimes I have to tell myself to shut up. Because sometimes it comes out and I'm like, that was the dumbest idea I've heard all day. What, where did that come from? So Kim, I love having someone to be a, my sounding board, someone to co-sound board with, because sometimes it's a two-way street. What do you think about soundboarding, Kim?
0: Um, I think that my sweet husband says to me most times when I get ready to tell him something, am I just listening? Because it is that. Like, I'm a verbal processor, so that's something I've learned as I've gotten older. And Carrie, I don't know how people do it without having that soundboard. I don't know how, you know, and it's not always your family. It's not always, you know, it can be a friend, but it needs to be someone who actually knows how to listen because soundboarding is about allowing someone to speak. And can we make another disclaimer, Carrie? Always. Downboarding is not like taking all the gossip and dumping it somewhere. I think it's really important too to know exactly what we're talking about with this is this is the ideas that come to us and we share out loud so we can hear if there are really something viable or if there's something maybe we had chili for dinner, you know. (laughs) It gave us chili dreams. (laughs) So I think that that's an important I think that that's an important part of this is, you know, making sure we're clear on what we're talking about soundboarding. Soundboarding is when you have an idea and you need to get it out loud so you can Carrie calls it, unpack it, where you can unpack it and see if it's something that needs to go on your to-do list or the maybe list or the have coffee with list so that you are not losing those great sparks. And those great ideas however, like like Carrie was saying, you got to make sure that they're actually something viable and not, you know, if, if I suddenly started going out and teaching paddleboarding right now, Carrie, that would not be the thing
1: to be doing. Well, and Kim, I don't want to dismiss the paddleboard instruction thing that you've got going on here. I just want to circle back for a second because I had a visual. I had a visual of you teaching paddleboard on thick grass. You know, like high grass, and it's got a little bit of a wobble to it. You know what? I think this is the safer approach. I don't know if this is such a bad idea, because I'm not keen on being on deep water. I'm liking the idea of being on tall grass, learning how to paddleboard. So I don't want you to put that one away just yet.
0: This is actually super funny because Carrie knows I do not do fishy water is what I call it. I do not want to be in the water. So that is not a viable option, Carrie, even on grass. We'll just dismiss that funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you can stay on the grass. Where's the rule book? Let's be real for a second. Where is the real real rule book that says you can never paddle board on grass? <laughs> I don't know. I think we might either
0: like... Mm. Maybe we need to soundboard that a little more, Carrie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Prime example. There you go. You put it forward. I sent it back. And now you're putting it back on me again. This is is how it works. It's a great example, Kim. (laughs) So, Kim, I've got a couple more things to contribute before we paddleboard out of here on our long grass. You and I share a watchtower. Because of our time zones. So Kim goes to bed, she passes the torch over to me, I'm in the watchtower. When I go to bed, it's time for Kim to be in the watchtower. However, we both have identified multiple times that if we were on the same time zone, we would sound bored all day long and probably get nothing done. So we are grateful that we share a watchtower. We are so grateful that we're partners in change And we are actually so grateful. We are on opposite ends of the globe.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. Not every day we're grateful for that, but (laughs) we're grateful for the results. (laughs) Thank you for joining Kim and Kerry in today's conversation of Buckets and Boom Gates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes. And they can't wait to chat with you next week.